The following program contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Yeah, what is all that? Oh no, let's let's take a listen. Yes. What kind of a trip? Was this the minions? I don't know. We got a we got a bit of a weirdo jungle thing happening. But the Get Off My Lawn podcast is back in effect, back online. I want to thank everyone who's listening, everyone who's been listening, everyone who hit that subscribe button, giving us feedback, positive and negative. Although we haven't had any negative feedback, but then again, I've only solicited opinions from people I know who will be kind. This is Jay, a.k.a. J.C., a.k.a. J. Caesar, a.k.a. Law T, a.k.a. The Hip Hop Taliban, and that's where you can find me on Twitter, at Hip Hop Taliban, here with my man, my mellow my man, Dre. (laughs) What's up? Yo, what's up? Another day, another dollar. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if I don't know if it's possible to make money from podcasts. But <laughs> They're fun anyway and interesting, so whatever. <laughs> At least us. We're, <laughs> we're building a brand, or so it seems. Hip hop heads over forty. That's yeah. a good one. <laughs> I, I don't even know if that's an actual demographic. It's the second baby boom. Yeah, there are a lot of us who grew up on this music and, and in this culture. So pretty soon we're going to be retired. <laughs> but we're the first generation to listen to hip hop in an old folks home. Yeah, but they need something to listen to. 
yeah, I'm sure we'll be listening to uh, <laughs> DJ Quick. Sweet, sweet black pussy. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be at the senior dance <laughs> one day, isn't that? That's a trip right there, but it's true. I, I think that's another a topic off for an entire other show is that I always wondered, and maybe started wondering about it in my 20s or so, is that, you know, when my parents played the music of their youth, it was, you know, classic like Motown, you know, soul music from the 70s. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, what you're, the word you're trying to find is, it was clean. (laughs) (laughs) You could play it at a a family gathering and not... (laughs) Offend eighty percent of the people there. No, yeah. But, but, but now, come on. <laughs> and that's that's sort of the interesting thing is that I was always wondering, like, well, when I get older and I have kids, now I have a kid. I was like, can I? I can't just play this around him. I mean, it, it gets to the point where you listen to enough hip hop, you get sort of immune to filthy content and it has a work. it has a very strong desensitizing effect I, mean, I was listening to two live crew in eighth grade so wow. nothing shocks me <laughs> i was listening to that that's a long time ago one so one. we're having some fun, some fun. <laughs> right i mean i was on the school bus on a field trip to ukaipa <laughs> regional park singing that Wow. Like it might as well have been uh, the wheels on the bus. As many people in there were singing it, <laughs> <laughs> and wow. so. But yeah, I think what's gonna happen is we're gonna find ourselves playing a lot of instrumentals. <laughs> that, that's the part they can hear. The best I could do was censor on the fly. So I would play my iPod in the car when my son when he was younger now he's about to enter high school so now he gets (laughs) he gets the raw he gets uh, (laughs) you know (laughs) we are giving them the real lesson today (laughs) (laughs) so what were you doing just uh, trying to turn the volume down every time there was a curse I would as soon as the song would come on, it, fortunately my my hip hop mind works like a a friend of mine called me uh, years ago. Uh, shout out to Ama. Um, she said I'm like a a damn rap jukebox. I should put a <laughs> in my ass. <laughs> and so when as soon as the song would start to play then I would sort of run ahead, run it ahead in my mind, thinking like, okay, is something really filthy going to be said? And if the answer was yes, then I'd have to skip the track. And But, you know, that's, you can only do so much of that. Fortunately, here in L.A., we have uh, K-Day. Which, K-Day. Which yeah. plays the clean version. They still try to play... Ain't no fun once in a while, and it just sounds ridiculous and crazy. Yeah, I mean there there is that. So I mean I guess it it's a tough call because on one hand you want to expose your kids to hip hop, 
but on the other hand, you know, you don't want them <laughs> going to school singing. When I met you last night, baby. <laughs> yeah, these are these are some grown hip hop problems. <laughs> so, but it's real. I mean, I guess it's it's something that we can, you know, deal with on another day. <clears throat> but but, what, but what's up today? <laughs> yeah, today we got some shit for you today. Look at me cursing. Um. <laughs> Inexplicably, I blame hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has some it has some influence on that. It bears some responsibility. So, uh, for anyone who's just joining us for their first episode, um, we are forty, and at least, yeah, at least that's <laughs> we're gonna be frozen at forty until we hit fifty. In which case, <laughs> there you go. Our intro will still apply, but we give our opinions and perspectives on hip hop, old and new, uh, as two forty-year-old dudes. But part of that is that our perspective has changed because we have kids, because we're older, because we have other responsibilities. And we find ourselves complaining a lot about current hip-hop, and that's well warranted. So the logo for the show has the old black guy shaking his fist. Get off my lawn. Well, before we formally get into the hip-hop part of today, I've got a whole lot of fist shaking to do. <laughs> this is this is totally not hip hop related, but it's old man I'm gonna complain related. Now the other night I went to the movies and What'd you go to see? Uh Jurassic World. <laughs> 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 what what toy do they give you with the kids meal when you watch it? <laughs> right. And perhaps this entire story is going to be the universe saying, "What the hell were you doing going to see Jurassic World?" Nevertheless, I was going to see Jurassic World, and the reason is. Here's some more, more old man insight. I don't like going to the movies when there's a whole bunch of people in there. <laughs> Especially, and people may or may not know this, but I'm black. So I feel that <laughs> I want to put that out there because I'm saying it gives me license to say this next part. I especially don't like going to the movies when there's a lot of black people in there. Come on. Why can't you people... Yeah, I said it. You people. Why can't <laughs> you people just shut your mouth in the damn movie? I understand laughing when there's a funny part. I understand screaming when there's a scary part. But Jesus Christ, I don't have to hear your cell phone conversation... You just 
talking loud, randomly, saying inappropriate, offensive shit. There I go again. For no reason at all. What, what, what? Somebody was talking on a cell phone during the actual movie, not the trailer. You know what? Yes. Because the last, the last (laughs) time, the last movie I went to go see, I made the mistake of going to watch was, uh, Insidious 3. It's a horror movie. And, oh my gosh! Uh, no, the movie was fine, but the problem is <clears throat> it couldn't possibly have been. But go ahead. <laughs> I mean, you know, I saw the first two. I'm seeing this three. It's, <laughs> it's a the trilogy. Qual- the quality yeah. of the movie is not the point. The point. Well, is that, maybe not. We'll get to that. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that is the point. <laughs> maybe, maybe if I saw a better caliber of movie i'd get a better i'm gonna get to that point but but make your point well being that it was a horror movie there are a lot of quiet scenes where they're building the drama before something pops out or somebody gets murdered or whatever and it was impossible to build that drama because anytime there was a quiet scene i'm hearing people talking on cell phones and when i say people i mean black people um saying what i mean what are you making a call in the theater no nah, no nah. hey hey man no nah, no nah, i'm up in the movies right now no no but i'll get no nah, I'm, I'm gonna get at you no nah, because they was oh okay 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 no nah, because she i saw her i saw her yesterday like this is what's happening in the middle of the movie wow in the middle of the movie so at a certain point i made a recording of what was going on and unfortunately i don't think i don't think i have it queued up maybe i'll i don't know put it on the website or something later but i recorded for about two minutes and there's no this particular scene in the movie there was no talking but you hear all kinds of laughter and chatter and all kinds of stuff going on. And mind you, like a true old man, I sit in the front because in the stadium seating movie theaters, if you go in the theater and make that left turn and start going up into the bleachers, please, you might as well be at a Laker game as loud as it's going to be. That's, that's general admission. <laughs> That's lawn, that's lawn seating. <laughs> so, back to the Jurassic World thing. My point is this. If you're going to go see a movie and you know there's going to be a lot of loud black people in there, go see a blockbuster. Because there's going to be explosions <laughs> and loud noises that will drown out their chatter. So, <clears throat> I go to the movies. I get out of the car. And I hear a hissing sound. It's coming from my back tire. And I check the tire, and sure enough, there's a tiny stream of air coming out near the sidewall. And it never even occurred to me not to go watch the movie. I just figured, now I'll, I'll deal with the tire when I come out. So I go in, watch the movie, come out, and... My tire's flat, which, okay, no problem. So I'm going to go get the spare and switch the tire out, go home. Well, 
just for purposes of uh, full disclosure, not because I'm trying to be flossy. Uh, I have a 2015 Ford Fusion. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh, oh my. Oh. <laughs> it's not a Bugatti. <laughs> so, I go into the trunk. I lift up the bottom part of the trunk, the whatever, the mat, where the spare is supposed to be. There's no spare. There's not even space for a spare. What there is is a little box. It's like a air compressor. So I'm like, what the hell is this? I go to my owner's manual, and it turns out that in their <laughs> race to the future, Ford has decided not to include spare tires. Instead, they give you this compressor that's basically a modern version of Fix-A-Flash. You attach one end to your tire stem, you plug the other end in, and you turn it on, and it shoots this latex goo into your tire to seal the puncture, and then it inflates the tire. So, that worked, but anybody who used Fix-A-Flat before knows that that ruins your tire. So, now, what they've effectively done is made any minor puncture something that's going to require me to buy a brand new tire <laughs> every time right that's business that's business yeah it's business man so i went to the ford dealer the next day and i figured that my tire was still under warranty but more importantly I wanted to get to the bottom of this why I don't have a spare business, okay? And fortunately, thinking ahead to the podcast and possible litigation, I decided to record my conversation with the uh, service guy before. <laughs> now, I'll, uh, I'm going to play this. And then I'm going to pause it, and then I'll finish up this story. We can get to the hip-hop. <clears throat> All right, so let's see. Hang on. Pull this bad boy up right here. I'm like, uh, what was the one who who recorded Monica Lewinsky illegally? <laughs> Linda Tripp. Oh, yeah, you're like, like yeah, Linda Tripp. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here, here we go. This is going to be brief. Um, I got a flat in the back left, and turns out there's no spare, so I had to shoot this like latex stuff in there. Um, apparently it's still under the warranty and tires and everything, so. Let me check that. Uh, the only thing is, I need the car for at least about two and a half, three hours. Okay. Okay. Alright, is there, can I just get a spare? I mean, as far as like, going forward, because... It seems like now every time, I, like uh, if I get a nail in the car, I have to ruin the tire. Really? Yeah. So I couldn't get just like a mid-sized donut, just like. You, know? you can go with aftermarket. Right. right. But unfortunately, you course not gonna have one. So every time, if I get like a nail in the tire, I have to ruin the tire. Well, it's not ruining the tire. It uh, gets you temporarily from 
to a nearest tire shop. Right, but shooting the latex in there, doesn't that, that you can still use the tire normally? All right. Okay. Um, Do you want to wait for it? Or? Uh, yeah, because I can. Okay. So. The guy said, when I asked him, doesn't that ruin the tire? And he said what? <laughs> he said no. And... Said, <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> and he said... They don't make a spare. Like, Ford doesn't make a spare. So, it's absolutely ridiculous. But, like I said, he said, as you could hear in that <clears throat> recording, when I asked him if it ruins the tire, he said no. And maybe you couldn't hear the actual note, but he said no. Um, at which point he told me that a new tire would be uh, $240. <laughs> at which point I told him, give me my goddamn keys, I'm leaving. <laughs> so, then I took the uh, car over to Costco and to their tire repair repair place and talk to their tire expert and I wasn't intending to record the conversation but I stormed off from <laughs> Ford <laughs> I sped off from the Ford repair place and I never turned the uh, recorder off on my phone so I have the part of the conversation where I asked the Costco tire guy about the blatant lies that the Ford people were telling me about the latex. And here is what he had to say. Let me ask you, the, the car, for some reason, it doesn't come with a spare. Mm -hmm. It just has this kit. Yeah. That's that... what they're coming up with all along now. Waste of time, yeah. And I was, I was like, can I get a spare? He was like, no, no, no. Yeah. Does that ruin the tire, like shooting that latex into the tire? They were like, oh, no. I was like, you can't just shoot yeah. latex in the tire. It ruins the tire. So I was saying, so I'm like, every time I get a nail in the tire and it goes flat somewhere, yeah. I have to ruin the, ruin the tire. Yeah. Let me get you <laughs> And there. <laughs> the guy clearly said, yeah, it ruins the tire. Yeah, it ruins the tire. It's that, I mean, intuitively, you know that, right? But listen, I'm sure this kind of entrepreneurial, um, revenue-generating activities has something to do with this bailout that it's got. I'm sure Obama said, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> listen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can keep putting spare tires in there, or we can increase our profit margins by 5% on spares alone. <laughs> Unbelievable. So tell Jay Caesar to kiss my auto bailing out ass. <laughs> You're having a hybrid, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm driving a hybrid. I'm doing my part. Yeah, so see, I mean, hybrids cost money. Bailouts cost money. Tires cost money. <laughs> hey. 
Henry Ford ought to be rolling over in his grave. <laughs> Henry Ford's rolling over in a pile of gold coins. <laughs> like, like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> right. Okay. Wearing a tuxedo. So that's my my old man shaking my fist. Got to get that out of the way. Yeah, you're going to join the tea party. Ford can get off my lawn. <laughs> All right, now back to back to some hip hop. Unless there's, are there any old man things you want to? I'm 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 team? good. I'm I'm young at heart for now. <laughs> I'm for good. Now. All right. Well, what we what we usually do in the previous this is our this is the third episode. Um, unofficially it's the fourth there's a pilot episode we did but in the last few official episodes usually we start the show off with some rant of mine about some hip-hop related topic and then we proceed to uh, go into a robust debate on said rant. This time, we're introducing something a little different. We have a lot of different segments and things that we've come up with, but to include them all in every show, we'd be doing like a four or five hour <laughs> marathon type joint. So, to explain this next segment, we have to explain for those who are unaware um, a particular pop culture phrase, um, idiom, if you will, jumping the shark. <laughs> hey. Hey. Uh, you want to go? In, you're the you're the entertainment guy, or should I just give my? Uh, so, so jumping the shark is is when you finally um, you you wear out your creative energy. You're out of ideas, yeah. and um, at the end of the day, um, your best work is behind you. Once you jump the shark, that's it. There's no turning back. You're gone forever. Uh, it originates with an episode of Happy Days, and it's later years after they tried the Mork gimmick, and Mork spun off on his own, and tried a couple other gimmicks they didn't work out so <laughs> it got to a, a point of absurdity where the Fonz was water skiing and had to jump over a shark <laughs> <laughs> that was the day Happy Days said goodbye to its illustrious past and and said we're gonna forever be nothing more than a shell of our former selves and the phrase took off and now people use that to describe the point at which something, not it's expanded beyond TV shows, but in particular, TV shows begin their <laughs> precipitous decline. However, <laughs> with the Happy Days thing, this is some more stuff where I'm going to be dating myself, but as far as Happy Days, in my opinion, when it started going downhill, is... When Fonzie started wearing that tight leather jacket. 
we don't like tight clothes on guys in general. Especially so even in the eighties, I didn't. But <laughs> if you remember the earlier shows where he was like a mechanic and he'd be wearing like the mechanic, the blue mechanic's jacket, and he was a real, right, a real shady gangster. Like he was, you know, every episode he was getting into a fight and whooping somebody's ass. That's true. Then he got a leather jacket. But it was loose and it was kind of rugged and beat up. Okay. And then he slowly, the jacket started to get tighter and it started to get shinier. <laughs> and the tighter and the shinier it got, the worse the show got. Um, well, the Fonz became a sex symbol. And they had to get him out of that, that Billy Joel Uptown Girl costume and <laughs> put him in a leather jacket. <laughs> I mean, it got so ridiculous to one point where, and this is in the later years where I don't even know why I was still watching, but he was like a, a college professor? I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, he was. I mean, I'm, I said that with a bit of a question mark, but I know. He was, yeah, it was at the point when Ted McGinley was on the show, and that's another identifier when your show is jumped the shark when he makes his <laughs> he's got up here but I digress so anyway jumping the shark that's what that means that phrase was adopted it's in popular culture no problem well several years ago we decided we needed a hip-hop version of jump the shark because inevitably every rap rapper mc rap career declines and while we can usually identify that point jump the shark didn't seem uh hip-hop enough we needed something to <laughs> fit in more with the you know cutting edge brash culture that we were uh, discussing and trying to represent. So we went around and around with several phrases and eventually settled on one that we use amongst ourselves quite frequently. And I thought it fit. Now, Andre, he kind of had... I've got my reservations, you know, as one before we even get started, Mom, I, I pleaded with him to find something cleaner. Well, yeah. the phrase we came up with <laughs> is... I got well, kids and a wife, man. <laughs> I'm in the PTA. <laughs> I got a job. The phrase we came up with is, busted his nut. Ugh. It's fitting, yeah. but but man, okay. <laughs> I mean, I it's understand. out there. We're out. We're out of the you, closet. You. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that you have your eye on future endeavors and endorsements and marketing, and you know that might be a hard sell to the American <laughs> public. <laughs> yeah. But I think. But it's perhaps, okay. But it's but it, but it's it's fitting. Perhaps the uh, 
culture, popular culture, is ready for it. I mean, the advertisements for Ted 2 featured plenty of ejaculatory references. Um, this is a this is a true statement. It's the moral decline. So, like, why don't we just go ahead and take advantage of it? But but one, it, it's fitting though. It's fitting on the topic, so we we can't argue with that part. Cool. So what is going to happen <clears throat> is when we do this segment, busted is nut. We are going to look at an MC or a group and basically determine the point at which their careers took a turn for the worst. And what we're really going to be identifying is the high point, the peak, the pinnacle of their career before everything went south. So as we get into the discussion, uh, you should get a better feel for it. But, hey, <clears throat> busted his nut. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, we're, we're going to get in some deep discussions on this, though. You're right. This is, a, this is a good one. And so, befitting of a new segment, this segment has its own theme song. that nut yet we'll be right back well 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 done very well done i mean it, it's it's distinctive also for the way it demonstrates how many times people in hip-hop have used this vulgar phrase <laughs> i feel like i should apologize to every woman in my life <laughs> <laughs> so get on with it. <laughs> get on with uh, who jumped the shark this week. <laughs> uh, don't get us sued, caught up in a copyright dispute. <laughs> busted their nut. <laughs> so we kind of went back and forth about um, who, which group or MC we were going to uh, discuss in this first busted as nut segment. <laughs> and just to be fair, 
it can also be a female MC, you know, busted her nut. But this week, we settled on a tribe called Quest. Um, Linden Boulevard represent, represent. Dre and I have been having this particular debate for the last, <laughs> for most of the 2000s. And I think today, I think we're definitely going to settle it. Because, uh, honestly, I don't see that he has a leg to stand on, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm a fair and impartial arbiter, so... We'll see. I got six. I got six ladies to stand on out of out of Queens, New York. <laughs> so I guess I'll say what I think. You know, busted their nut and then started to go south. And then we'll hear from Dre what he thinks. And then we will uh, let the <laughs> debate begin. We might settle it tonight. Yeah, I think I think this is a war to settle the score. <laughs> the mega powers collide now I think that Tribe clearly is one of the legendary hip hop groups that, that's without dispute so far um, so good and first three albums I say classic I listen to them frequently know them pretty much by heart now Midnight Marauders was their third album. And in my opinion, this is where they busted their nut. Because the following album, Beats, Rhymes, and Life, was horrible. It was not up to tribe standards. No one ever plays it. No one ever talks about it. No one remembers it, and good night and God bless. They had another album after that, The Love Movement, which <laughs> was equally a piece of garbage. However, what redeemed that is it came with a bunch of bonus tracks of That's remixes right. and B-sides from it was like, it was the, the white three album. albums. Yeah, but... Otherwise, that was a piece of garbage. So, Tribe peaked out with Midnight Marauders and busted their nut right there. And then, Beatron's in Life, The Love Movement, my God, yuck. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's where I stand. Now, the floor is okay. yours, Dre. Okay, so... I don't think anyone's gonna going to argue with you that that try peaked out with Midnight Marauders. That and the previous album uh, are two of the best albums ever recorded in hip hop. The the problem I have with your position is that Beast Rhymes and Life went up to those. What is up to those standards? Very few things. Um, you know, Michael Jackson recorded a Thriller, but he said a big bad. <laughs> bad wasn't that bad. <laughs> was but it a bad. thriller? No. <laughs> was it off the wall? No. But it was still okay. Um, you're gonna sit here and say it was garbage just because it's not up to those standards. I mean, Michael Jackson busted his nuts with Thriller. 
we can accept that but to suggest that beats rhymes and life is total and complete and pure garbage it's just out of step with uh, reality and i and i and i recognize that i'm in an extreme minority um on this point because for some reason um maybe it's their past greatness tribe has been held to a a standard that is totally unreasonable um with regard to artists they have to they have to create albums just as good as low end theory for the rest of their lives otherwise what they do in the future is garbage i just don't see that i mean yeah this album beats rhymes and life it had its problems uh there was a little too much r&b on it um the rhymes weren't as crisp as they had been but is it totally complete garbage absolutely not there are some songs in there you can still bob your head to you were dancing to them <laughs> in the clubs in the late 90s and it was still better than 95% of the shit that came on the radio or was released in hip hop when it came out yeah that's like being the thinnest kid in fat camp well whatever you got to start somewhere I mean, it's just not as bad as it's not as bad as you and everybody else uh, have made it out to be that's that's really the point it's not uh, we're not going to say it was up to those previous standards of course not i mean he at one point on on beats rhymes life 5 said he was uh punching him seas like his name was Sergeant Slaughter. It didn't make any sense. <laughs> but so but so what? <laughs> so what? Check the check the charts back then and see what else was out. I think you'll find that uh while this was a B to B minus album from a group that didn't produce nothing but A pluses mm-hmm. uh, uh to that point, it was still not nearly as bad as as you and the rest of the hip hop Taliban dogmatic uh, extremists <laughs> say that it is. That album was terrible. And what's funny is we're not comparing it to whatever else was out. That's if that's not the standard. The standard is um, Tribe Called Quest over the course of the first three albums set the bar at a certain level, set our expectation level for them at a certain level. And when they fall woefully short of even nearing that mark that they set, then, you know, I can't accept that. It wasn't as short as you might make it out to be. I mean, yes, you can, you can see, you know, especially in hindsight, how they embraced um, some elements of the trends in hip hop around that time the album came out. I mean, Faith, as you pointed out, Faith Evans is on the album. Um, there are a few other elements that were that were you know big yeah, back see, in the Bad Boy era. When they were when they were good, they would have had Vinny and Mojica, but they were like, nah, nah, nah. Let's get Faith Evans, son. She's hot. <laughs> um, but put it like in a different context you and i are both laker fans we've been to we've celebrated who knows how at least five or so championships just in the 2000s that's true so we don't get excited about western conference finals we're not the clippers our our expectation levels are championship or bust and 
this crew that the Lakers have been fielding the last couple of years and look to be fielding, filling this coming year. Um, no, they're not going to rise to our expectation level for the Lakers. They are not. They are not. But 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 put it this way: if this team now reached the Western Conference Finals, you would lose your mind with happiness. I would say. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no. not. We don't hang banners for Western Conference Finals. <laughs> I'm not saying hang a banner for Beats, Rhymes, and Life. I'm saying it's it's not it's not on the level of Midnight Marauders and uh, Low End Theory. What what else, what could be? There there are very few things that are on that level. I mean, but, if you had, I mean, sticking with the basketball thing, Kobe. Kobe was great, but he's not great anymore. Now he's he's a shell of him former, a shell of his former self. And still getting paid like twelve million dollars a year or something. No, it's twenty five. <laughs> That's why our salary caps are messed up. Don't get me started on that. But well, but look, um, you know, Kobe, um, in some ways, was a shell of him, his former self when we won our last championship. He needed Pau Gasol and and others to step up to the plate and. Uh, you know, make those championships happen, make those championships happen. You yeah. don't say that those years were, yeah, they got it done. And, you know, it wasn't as easy or as, uh, as pleasing to the eye as past titles and past championship games. But well, with beats rhymes in life, they didn't get it done. And <sighs> here's the thing with that album, the best thing about it, are the Jay Dilla beats. And the I beats are outstanding. That, if they put that out as an instrumental album, then perhaps I'd say they didn't bust their nut. <laughs> but since they decided <laughs> to put those lackluster, <laughs> convoluted rhymes over those brilliant beats. Convoluted? <laughs> Money, please. I get loose off of orange juice. What? So what? He was so telling what? the guy, I don't, need, I don't need to smoke weed to battle you. He was just making a rhyme. Yeah. Leave Fife alone. Money, money, please. I get loose off of orange juice. <laughs> I mean, again, it, it just wasn't up to par. And just like I had to make the little um, note when we had the Daylight discussion, I love Tribe Called Quest. But I don't love them to the point that I'm not going to say that Beats, Rhymes, and Life wasn't, isn't a piece of garbage. That, that song you're talking about was not a bad song. And, and he was making the point, just like in the, the, the other part of that rhyme. He said, just because an MC like me be on TV don't mean I can't hold my shit down in NYC. That's a good rhyme. Right. Nothing, wrong, nothing wrong with that. So... One of the things that was interesting is that I wanted to pull up a bunch of Tribe Called Quest music to have it ready in case uh, Dre or I made reference to one of the songs. And so I went into my library of 15,000 plus songs and I pulled out uh, People's Travels, I pulled out Low End, pulled out Midnight Marauders, 
and I couldn't find Beach Rhymes Unless. Oh yeah, it's because I never even converted it to MP3 because <laughs> I didn't find anything worth converting uh, on the CD. So I had to go dig out the actual CD and have it ready in case Dre wanted to reference one of those songs. So he picked once again, and that was that was the big hit off that album. No, the big hit was "Stressed Out" with Faith Evans. They, they were both singles. They were both singles, but only one found crossover appeal. And it wasn't once again. But I'm going to play once again because, you know, first of all, other than stressed out, I'm you're the first person I've ever run into who can name a song from that album. <laughs> but we're going to play it and, you know, see, you know. There are a lot of good songs in the album, but you go ahead and Try play this one. Quest in their twi- okay, name another one. Uh, phony rappers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shut up. All right, I'm gonna play this <laughs> once again. Yeah, y'all. Uh-huh. Yeah, y'all. You're on point five. Once again, tip. You're on point five. Once again, tip. You're on point five. Once again, tip. Watch me bust they shit. Never writing, ain't shit else to do. Uh-huh. Hoping the battle, 
But most MCs ain't ready yet. But if they utter one word, then this is good as said. You have MCs dropping bombs, that's incredible. Some other brothers, their styles are just despicable. As for me, see, I just do how I love to do. Try to deny me of my props, and I'll be seeing you. Most of you suckers wanna be down for the tag along. The friggin' fame, someone tell them that this shit ain't games. You got to do this from your heart, meaning your inner soul. And if it's real, only then will you be on a roll. I try to stay on top of my game, there ain't no time to lose. For album keepers and quest, but still we paying dues. So hear me out one time, you got to be yourself. Cause if you ain't yourself, you end up by your friggin' self. I'm coming rugged with the Linda Bully type of slang. And you will see who can hang yo. You're on point tip. You're once again fight. You're on point tip. You're once again fight. You're on point tip. You're once again fight. Yeah, yo. Yo, that kid is nervous. Yeah, I stand by it. Do you? You stand by it? I stand by it. Really? I stand by it. It's not that bad of a song. I've I've heard a lot worse from Tribe and other people. But see, this isn't the I've heard a lot worse. (laughs) And that was Tammy Lucas on the hook. (laughs) Oh, is that who who it was? I was gonna gonna ask. (laughs) Maybe maybe Vinny and Mojica was was busy. He said, I mean, there's many problems. If you were to just sort of take a cursory listen to it, you say, yeah, that's not bad. But if you're familiar with their catalog, if you're familiar with their capabilities as MCs, then you're saying, this sounds like they mailed it in. At one point, (laughs) Fife said something like, if you ain't yourself, you'll end up by your end freaking by your self. Freaking self. <laughs> <laughs> not, um, not, 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 not his finest moment on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll grant, I'll grant you that. <laughs> reminds me of the uh, the Beastie Boys. <laughs> I know exactly where you're going with that. Oh, yeah. oh, you do. Everybody on, rapping on. like it's a commercial, acting like life is a big commercial. Right. <laughs> Terrible. I agree. Not a uh, not their finest moment in the studio. It is not. So, <laughs> I mean, it's, I'll, I'll concede that it's a credit to them that. Even at 40% effort, they can be better than, you know, probably 85% of the rappers who were popular at the time. But that's not the discussion. The discussion this, was in the is, Biggie, this was in the Biggie era, you know? I mean... Biggie sucked up all the creative juice back then. He, he got all the airplay. He had to kind of go in the in the Biggie direction a little bit to to get the airplay. The fact was, they busted their nut on. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. There were there's nothing. There's, no, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I'm gonna 
for the for the purpose of the definition of this vulgar term, uh, I'm gonna say yes. You are correct on that. I'm I'm gonna push back uh, forever on the on the idea that this album was so bad it deserves to be. Um, I mean, you didn't, you didn't even have it downloaded or whatever you do with your electronics. You didn't have it converted to an MP3. You didn't. No. <laughs> you. It's that bad to you. I'm just. Like, I'm just gonna say it. It's not that. It's not that bad. Well, I will let the final word on this album be had by the principals. And this is a clip taken from the brilliant Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. Remy, uh, documentary, Beats, Rhymes, and Life something something about a tribe called quest so let's hear what they have to say all right you guys were doing your thing you made three great albums you were at the top of your game what was next actually i thought tribe called quest was done after midnight marauders i moved to atlanta right when we were finished recording midnight marauders right before we went on tour for that campaign I moved to Atlanta September 93, Midnight Marauders came out November 93. Now by the time we got to Beats, Rhymes, and Life, now this is 96, so it's like a three-year wait for that album. Chemistry was dead, shot. The Beats, Rhymes, and Life album was probably really the beginning of the end for, uh, for no real apparent reason, because Fife moving to Atlanta shouldn't have affected you know he wanted to have a better life he wants to move to atlanta let him move to atlanta as long as he's here to rhyme and he gets his asses to the show it's all good you know i'm a person that i kind of want everybody to be in the hut together when we working and there was a lot of separation from the three of us and i was just underneath the impression of damn b let's, let's just knock this out a little bit more time you know what i mean he was a control freak, still is a control freak, so he's babbing off at the mouth, we're gonna do it like this, we're gonna do it like that. So after a while it became, all right, whatever, do what you want. But when I finally picked up and bounced to Atlanta, now it becomes, oh, oh, so he could just pick up and leave? Oh, I'm in charge of this group. How he just gonna do that? And da -da -da -da. I'm like, dude, I'm in a group with you. You're not my daddy. And this is my feeling. And I love you, Kamal, but the whole MO to me was, it's not a Tribe Called Quest, it's Q-Tip and a Tribe Called Quest. It's Diana Ross and the Supreme. Okay, so I guess Ali's Mary Wilson and I'm Florence Ballard? Get the fuck out of here, man. The only change I saw that really for me was challenging was just to see those guys' relationship deteriorate. I think as you grow up, you realize it's not just about me, it's about everyone else. They weren't just the kids from Queens anymore. There was the issue of who's really producing the records. Is it Ali? Is it Q-Tip? Who's Jay Dilla? Who's this new guy? Why is Consequence on the record? Why did they bring him <laughs> in? What does he have to do with this? Just... Um... Yeah. Uh... Who is Consequence? We didn't even get to that. I think he's Q-Tip's cousin or something. I mean, I don't literally mean who is he. I mean, who is he? Why is he on this <laughs> Listen, um, 
you know, I, I saw the movie when you and I went to the same screening and saw that documentary. And yeah, and I think I that, that, nudged you with my elbow when they <laughs> Midnight Marauders that, was the end. That that part that part was like a hostage video. <laughs> they, they spent <laughs> they spent twenty years being told and brainwashed into disowning and disavowing uh, their own album, which is fine. They have every right to do that, especially in, when they they all acknowledge it wasn't up to their previous standards, but. For them to totally disavow it the way that they've uh, sort of been forced into by the likes of you, um, it's just sad because it's sure it's 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 below their standards, but it's not as bad as you even as you as you succeeded in, in brainwashing even the group into believing. Well, it's amazing. I don't ever see anything like this. <laughs> Here's what I'm gonna do. I can either side with you, or I can side with Spice Biggie, uh, Chris Lighty, rest in peace, and that white guy who probably owns all the rights to all the music. <laughs> who asked, Who's now pissed who, off because asked, it's not selling. Why is he on this album? That's perhaps I, that album, I think, still went platinum or, or double platinum or something. Listen, here on the Get Off My Lawn podcast, we don't use record sales. <laughs> I just love it when the guys sit. That's my favorite part. I'm going to see if I can rewatch because I just love that. When he says, who's Consequence? What's he doing? <laughs> but he also or said, who's Jay Dilla? <laughs> yeah. He also said, who's Jay Dilla? Now, come on. Yeah, but at we the time, agree that Dilla was the best thing about that album. Right, but at the time, people didn't know because they had kind of just brought him in. I mean, there was the Slum Village thing, but I don't. I think that may have been after. I'm not sure when Jay Dilla started really getting noticed, but I think it was once he started working with uh, Tribe Called Quest. But to say consequence, yeah, that's true. Who is he? Yeah, I'm looking at the track listing now, and yeah, I see some songs that I like, like Mind, Mind Power. I think the low point is the song called Baby Fife's Return. That was possibly Fife's worst song ever. I mean, any of these that you're, I see you looking at the track list, I can pull them up and play them if you think any of them will bolster your position, if you want to <laughs> All the time in the world. But I'm, I'm in a just, hole. I'm in a hole. I mean, yeah. I liked, I liked uh, Mind Power. I liked Motivators. I liked all that stuff. Um, like I said, Baby Fife's Return. You want to play an, a song that, from, from its title <laughs> all the way through its uh, performance, a song that, that supports your theory, you play Baby Fife's Return. I mean... I'm not really interested in kicking a man when he's down. So <laughs> I feel like Fife Dog, Chris Lighty, rest in peace, and that white guy who owns all their points <laughs> need my point for me. Um, so my, the defense rests. The I, you rest. know, I, I, I will concede that they peaked 
with Midnight Marauders, but I'm never going to say this album was as bad as you believe it was. Okay. That, that's as far as I'm going to go. So when the, the final weighing of this whole discussion, they busted their nut on Midnight Marauders, and then yes. after that, you know, <laughs> they limped across the finish line. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the the end of Midnight Marauders inevitably led to Q-Tip singing Vibrant thing and wearing a fur coat. So, yeah. you know, I mean... However, the, the little thing on that is I download... He actually made another album before that which was called Kamal the Abstract. And it's, it's very weird. And he's doing a lot of singing and weird music. And I put it in this folder on my hard drive with other weird albums. And I think the other weird album that's in there is the one from Ladybug Mecca. From uh... That was equally bizarre. They never got a chance to uh, bust their nut. They just kind of floated away into the ether after they made a classic album. I mean, Maybe that's what should happen. Yeah. Maybe it's like the Bible. You know, you you know, Jesus. He after the crucifixion, the resurrection, he dropped the mic. He he just he just floated away. <laughs> Maybe that's what should happen. Hey. <laughs> to get to good rappers. Maybe they should just say, you know what? That's it. Maybe that's I hit true. my peak. So there it is. They gotta, they, they gotta eat. Busted his nut. There you go. <laughs> you got your first, your first taste. One, two, three, four, five. Dude, do me a favor and don't uh, use the term first taste. <laughs> We're talking about. <laughs> to, to end this segment. <laughs> Jeez, uh, <laughs> I have a hard so, enough time explaining this uh, <laughs> at the office. <laughs> so noted. <laughs> oh, again. One, two, three, four, five. So now uh, we're getting into more familiar territory for listeners of the Get Off My Lawn podcast. And this is the point at which we take five songs that were selected via the shuffle option on my classic iPod that contains 15,000 plus predominantly hip-hop songs. So the way we do it is we get these five random selections, we play them, and then give our take on each one. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, the first comes from, I would argue, one of my favorite MCs of all time, Ghost Face Killer. Uh, Tony Tony Stark. No <laughs> Yep, aka Tony Starks, aka all kinds of, you know, <laughs> various <Tony>. various names. <laughs> I call him Ghost. When I say ghost, people know who I'm talking about. Let's say watch Game of Thrones. That's no other topic. Yeah. It's ghosts. It's a ghost face killer. 
this is from I believe the Apollo Kids album but this this song is featuring Joel Ortiz and the game so, Ah, the game <laughs> it's one of those some people have argued with me when I say like especially East Coast Dre he's made the point that well because I complain about Jay-Z not really stepping outside of his sort of safe zone talking about it's so hard being rich it's uh, <laughs> I came up in the drug game that's what it was like and he tells me well you love Ghostface and all he's ever doing is kicking uh, story raps about you know the drug game it's a fair point it is a fair point um, I just love that his stories contain such detail and really clearly set the scene in in such a vivid way that I feel like I'm in, I'm in the trap house cooking coke <laughs> yeah <laughs> or he might possibly need to be under arrest <laughs> 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 so his stories are very vivid and, and always very current <laughs> <laughs> so this is the song is called Drama and again it's featuring Joel Ortiz and The Game let's check it out love you, love you ghosts Grind Music hey yo where the fuck is that blunt at? When y'all niggas hogging this shit, man? Two pools of that shit, nigga. So I get paranoid and shit. Get the fuck, get your feet off my fucking table, nigga. Fuck you think you at home? Get your cheap fur on. Shit look yeah. like they about to bite something Yo, and shit, nigga. It was the night before he got popped. Big jars of haze. Cheech and Chong Bong in the spot. Tropicana, strawberries, diced bananas. The long dookie fifth. Next to the townhouse crack is mad noise. 2008, a G game. I'm Ron O'Neill in the love seat. Sun deep, little niggas busting off they punky. I make a massacre, try to rob one of my donkeys. But I ain't wetting that. I don't want to send nobody back. Violate me, take a nap, promise you. Got something, Lord, that'll honor you. Blow your little head off while you tying your shoe. But back in the kitchen, Pyrexes. Occupied by the twins. Bank robbers with large records. Hard vests, 86 car guards on. Benetton rugby's and frames and fake guns when they rob shop on. To them, that's natural, actual. Play the squid dog, we getting natural. And we don't want to rat to you. It's not kosher. It's not a code in the coaster. No to the roaster. I get a little closer. Rocking sleep like I got these little bitches. Come over. Hoping you fall for the bait. Thinking you safe. Had that ass sweating like TD Jakes. I want the ones, nigga. You not believers, you can ask your mama. Now that's uh, drama. Dollar icy from Poppy with the scraper, Glock with the laser. Uh -huh. Trying my best not to pop yet, but the drop is major. Shot my little cuz, I do my aunt a favor. Watch this. Okay. I never been this itchy, hope these cops just yeah. get a donut urge and just splurge. You got the nerve to play third in a softball tournament round my way. See, that's your word, you bird. I put your beak on the curb, but anyway, looks like a good game. The pigs ain't leaving, so I'ma lay. Nice play, just too bad it's your last. Couple bundles of D and 200 cash to set you in the grass. I watch the team. Line up, shake hands, guess the game's over. Faggot nigga hopped in a Liberty, fake Range Rover. I'm on his tail like Sonic little shorty palming on a 40 broad day. I'm trying to dodge a cover story. Look like he's stopping for gas. I'ma pluck him, yay. Yes. 
always had to be his most unlucky lucky day. Two brothers come out 7-Eleven and army wear and stand there. I'm acting like my tires need air. He closed the gas cap. Too many things going his way. So I just dash that. Y'all probably think I'm bugging, but hey, I know them games in Lindsay Park is every Sunday. He ain't going nowhere. I went home, switched gear, went out and grabbed me a beer. Ten drinks later, I'm at Burger King window for a Whopper. Look left and see partner. I hit the stash. Who the fuck you think you is? Tat-tat with the fuck when that nine milli pale. Realer than Pittsburgh steel. Yo, ghost past the toast. These niggas is daffodil. Got butt naked bitches counting half a meal. Gloves on. Fully dressed bitches watching them with these snubs on. While I'm in the kitchen pretending to be Raekwon. Watching Rachel Ray all day. I get my cake on. Fiends love me like a Drake song. Rep that Louboutin bottom in my back pocket all day long. Black Wall Mafia. Wu-Tang Sopranos. Niggas say they pushing keys, but we don't see pianos. Niggas say they pushing phantoms, we don't see the opera. Niggas steady rocking dreads, you ain't even roster. Take your new era off and reveal the faggot nigga you are or your cat getting pale. Then we out to Brazil, I know niggas in the grill that'll chop your fucking head off and throw it on the grill. Take the gold out your mouth and throw it in the grill. Send a finger to your moms and let her know that it's real. Nigga, we in the field like Chris Johnson. It's 2010, how the fuck we get six Thompson? Top 10, how the fuck you gon' forget Compton? Every rap on your list to get their shit stomping. I started Subu, I'm the reason for that five. Shit. Came in the game on that fucking ready to die shit. So nine mil ended up with some flash shit. Naked bitches on beat bitches all in my sidekick. How I be killing the pussy should be a hate crime. Got a blackberry, was getting too much FaceTime. Back to fucking project bitches. Now I hate dimes. All they want is money, my nigga. I can't waste mine. I sun niggas like it's daytime. Great cotton Louis sweatsuit with the Ralph Lauren waistline. Smooth as the baby's ass. And I got that baby cash. Catch me in the hood. Same deals old Navy had, motherfuckers. Boom. Have your ass sweating like TD Jakes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I love, I love Ghostface. Just the little details to set the scene. Ghostface is a he, he's a premier lyricist. I mean, no one can take that away from Ghost. I mean, you get me with a story rhyme every time. I mean, we've had this discussion that your rhymes don't have to be positive, but just like with some of the Biggie stuff, if you can tell the story in such a creative and vivid way, then I really don't care what you're talking about, more <laughs> or less. But just some other things of note in the uh, Joel Ortiz verse when he said that the guy hopped into a Liberty, a fake Range Rover. <laughs> and, some good stuff. And, and who is Joel Ortiz? Um, he's. Isn't he in Slaughterhouse? I'm asking. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he sounds familiar. I'm one of those guys. He's, I mean, this is pretty much his MO type of, you know, (laughs) hardcore New York crime rap. Crime crime rap. (laughs) (laughs) But he had the, uh, what was it he said? 
when he was after the guy. I'm on his tail like Sonic's little shorty. <laughs> for those, some, for those who don't know, some video game reference, um, which is I can't I can't think of a little character's name, but in one of the later Sonic the Hedgehog games, he's running around and he had a little partner hedgehog that was yellow that was right behind him. Right. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, guys like Ghost and these guys on this uh, this track with him there, they're carrying the torch for the, you know, for, for Cool G Rap. <laughs> and those guys who originated the the New York crime story rap genre. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and really perfected it. Yeah. I, <clears throat> and I like how everybody who was on the track sort of stepped up and had their their they can't it wasn't one of those situations where you have one guy who's clearly outshining everyone else everybody put in a good thorough uh effort on that one yeah you're not getting that effect you get on that song with eminem and snoop dogg where eminem <laughs> just destroyed snoop on his own song <laughs> Oh no, big slim doll. <laughs> right. That was just disrespectful. And even Game had it was something he said about uh, I had the the Louboutin bottoms hanging out my back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't agree with you being a gang member, but if you can. But if you can describe it in such a vivid and cinematic way, I can appreciate you. You can appreciate the art, if not the content. Yeah, there we go. So, yeah, so far, iPod. It's a good look. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep this song. I like it. Okay, so the next song up in our random selection is hmm okay this one is from Roscoe DeSoto and who yeah okay this is some <laughs> he had an album called California and it, I wasn't clear I believe he is related to Corrupt, or maybe it's just... No, actually, he, he's Corrupt's younger brother. So, clearly, nepotism was at play, number one. <laughs> nepotism hardly ever works out in hip-hop. Yeah. Constant the Quince, we just talked about him. Who was he related to? <laughs> Somebody's cousin. Oh. So, Corrupt, Corrupt Young Gotti... <laughs> Along with Daz Dillinger, aka that nigga Daz, are probably two of the most lyrical members of that whole Death Row crew and camp. Although Rage, she had she had her uh, quality lyrical performances. And Snoop, before he got ridiculous, that's another one who's, we can do a busted his nut on Snoop. But back when he was good, um, he was putting in quality lyrical performances. 
but corrupt was really, I would say, a step above almost everyone else in the group and crew. Um, I think I could agree with that. That being said, that doesn't mean that his brother, Roscoe DeSoto, <laughs> a.k.a. Young Roscoe, that doesn't mean that he deserves a record deal. But, nevertheless, hey, in 2003, he released an album called Young Roscoe, California, because they're originally from Philadelphia. And this song is called Head to Toe. And it is... The sound is classic West Coast and, you know, well, check it out and you can be the judge. Or we'll West be Coast. the judges, you can just listen. Philly, Philly. 
Philly see me dipping with my east side thugs and my west side gangsters. Get with the purdy mouth, repping the dirty south. Roscoe, Pico, Rico, Sleepy, and CeeLo. We rolling G.O.'s on the D.Lo and G.Mo. This is what it sounds like when the G's cry. We ease up, speed by and squeeze fire. About Coastal Don, I'm off the wire and all bulletproof attire until the day I retire. Me and bro, we share two heats and one vest. We keep them underneath the seat, so come test the young Jack Rabbit with a bad habit. The jab rapid rap addict, ever since I first took a stab at it. Up in the lab slash attic with the studio set up in the walls padded. Yeah, cause I stay laced from head to toe. Got the three wheel motion set from slumber. Such a good feeling, and I'm so high. I blow my smoke in the sky. Sounds like corrupt. I mean, sounds like a bootleg corrupt. A poor man's corrupt. Poor man's corrupt. And you know what? Um, you know, not something I would listen to uh, outside of this podcast. But yeah, it didn't I didn't hate it? It's not. It's, it's West Coast detritus. It's just out there. Yeah, it's. I mean, the beat. It's clearly one of those things made for riding around summertime Cali windows down. Yeah, I mean, right. You want to ride around on Crenshaw to Venice and hang a left and go to the beach. Yeah. I'm okay. sure a little a little Roscoe's not gonna kill you. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> for those who don't know, when you come to LA and the weather's nice as it is today. You might want to head to the beach. You might want to cruise around. Especially if you're from one of those East Coast, like you're in New York, one of those walking mass transit cultures as opposed to a car culture. Um, you know, you want to have some beats that bang and ring out of your ride. You're not talking about, yo, listen to my lyrics, son. <laughs> Right, you might do better with. It's true. Roscoe DeSoto. Don't need Razkaz. And an update: while we were listening to that, I checked for uh, YoungRoscoe.com, and uh, the internet browser timed out. So. Perhaps young Rock goes this, this, out of the game. This number's no longer in service. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry. Uh, We're sorry. Young Roscoe goes back to hustling on the streets. <laughs> Which is okay, young Roscoe, if you're listening. I love you, buddy. Wow. One, two, three, four, and five. All right. So let's see, we've had Roscoe DeSoto, we had Ghostface Killer featuring Joel Ortiz and The Game. Up next, 
we have um uh, we're gonna go with gene gray oh yeah is i don't want to say that she's underrated because everyone who knows about her you know gives her her props and respect she's underexposed thank you exactly um so if you've never heard of her then (laughs) you're in good company but you should check her out especially if the Nicki Minaj female MC portrayal offends you Uh. um she's like She's like Bahamadia. If Bahamadia actually made records and, you know, stayed in the game. So. Bahamadia makes bootlegs for the Japanese. <laughs> she admitted yeah. it in a song. <laughs> right. So it's the only option. <laughs> Sadly. So this is Jean Grey. And the title of this song is give it up so let's check it out love her See, I was born in a death of bitch, West Wing terrorist, Archangel left wing, clipped off by the seraphims, right wing sickened when the lightning struck it, so I flew against the sun until it lightened me from it, I'm fun, likely to covet what you hide from your gullet, I'm more of the type to redub it, yours is trifling rubbish, so under this game my name should have a hyphen above it, when I break, push a time and all the way to its stomach insane. Hard drive as if the AKA's lacy And the track is Cagney Then the rap is a magnum Or the rap is a handgun And the track is Thelma Then the AKA's Louise And then I'm back where I began from Gatlin spitter Eat you cats for dinner Like I'm Gene Young Fat Cooking rice in the bastard Deciphering a killer A clue Klux Blue blood Filling their wardrobes Until their shoes flooded Who's guts? Ruthless, as those people DeVito was with. You sluts take it off, I've been dressed ever since. Lesson this canvas better than priests in a sketching class. Sipping on holy water, dipping in watercolors. Gracious gray, thicker than Tom Selleck's facial hair. Foot of the late John Ritter or Tom Splitter. Wait there, Gina remake you like Kate Fair. I take a cream pie and rub it till your face smeared. My sense of humor's intense, the cure would be death. But I'm the sixth sense, so death isn't sure yet. What you stopping me for? These niggas ain't ready for greasy just to lay down the law. I'll run through your hood with my middle finger up. I'm that good, that sure, nigga, yeah. What? Ooh, I'm that ill, that girl, man, give it up. She's bad, she's bad, she's bad, she's bad. She's bad. I'm set up, run for your hood with my middle finger up. Ooh. I'm that good, that sure, yeah, nigga, what? Ooh, I'm that ill, that girl, man, give it up. She's bad, she's bad, she's bad, she's bad. She's not bad. Nah. I mean, she's got lyrics. Like you were saying, it's not the kind of thing you're going to ride to the beach listening to. She got a 
kind of tuning in what she's saying. She's thicker than Tom Selleck's facial hair. <laughs> she said, I'll eat you cats for dinner like I'm genie and fat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, you know, f- female MCs, the good ones, they almost always stay in the shadows. And that's, you know, in hip hop, um, that's just the way it's gone. I mean, most female MCs have to go hard sexual to get noticed. There's a few uh, exceptions like Latifah, but beyond that, slim pickings out there. Yeah, unfortunately. And I was just listening to uh, a rebroadcast of the Ed Lover show, and he had MC Shah Rock on there, who is the first female MC. And they were playing some of her music. She from what, the 50s? <laughs> <laughs> she was from, from the 70s. The Funky Four. She was in that group. And then came back into it as the Funky Four plus one more. But uh, she was she was rhyming back then. And she was on the show. And she was explaining and breaking down, you know, what it was like for uh, female rappers coming up. And... Salt and Pepper and MC Light all give her her props and respect as being the first female MC, but I mean, it's clearly male-dominated, male-oriented. Uh... Yeah, I mean, you know, it's always been, like, from, the, from the, I don't know about her, because you're, you went way deeper into the game than I've ever gone to the 70s and the first female MC, Jesus, but, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking back to to Roxanne Shantae, for example, yeah. right? I mean, when they came out, it was always about some kind of battle of the sexes. Yeah. They never had, they never were able to kind of just stand on, on their own uh, in the very beginning. And then you had your Salt and Peppers, your JJ Fads. And you started to get a little more of that female empowerment in the rap. And that was good, but then little Kim came along and right. kind of changed the game, and now it's, yeah. you know, jeez, <laughs> I don't want to talk about what we got going now. Yeah, and it's it's sad. I mean, there there's still female MCs out there, especially out here in um, California. There's a number of uh, Latinas who are doing their thing. Um, I'll have to bring in some of that music at some point, but dealing with Jean Grey, yeah, it's unfortunate that there really is no outlet for her music to be heard. I mean, I suppose if it comes up on Spotify or Pandora, I don't know, one of those services, but it's never the kind of thing that's going to be played on the radio. No. I mean, you know, you got, uh, you know, with Jane, with her and Jane Doe, <laughs> MCs wow. like that. They're not going to get played on the radio. <laughs> it's never going to happen. <laughs> They're playing Iggy Azalea. <laughs> and the thing is, even if you figure, okay, we're not going to get played on the radio, but even if you're going to say that a lot of people are getting famous on YouTube or getting followers that way, who is going to put money behind a Jean Grey video shoot? 
to get her that exposure, even on like a YouTube. Um, her, her grandmother. <laughs> her grandmother can mortgage your house. <laughs> wow. Big mama to the rescue because it's not going to be uh, one of the big labels. And perhaps, I mean, I just haven't done enough searching, but maybe there are. Maybe there's a Gene Gray. There, there probably is, but you know. So, what are people gonna watch if they're looking for a female rapper? I mean, the average person. Um, are they gonna watch Anaconda video, <laughs> uh, which I've seen and firmly and thoroughly disliked, <laughs> or uh, are they gonna put on Gene Gray? Gene Gray is not gonna wear an outrageous wig and an outfit and and do the splits or whatever Nicki Minaj is doing. Her, her music doesn't really lend to videos. Well, here's going to watch her battle. Is I was looking up Jean Grey. Well, the other thing she's going to run into, most likely, is let's say she did blow up. The name Jean Grey um, either is taken from or is a take on or whatever of the <laughs> X-Men character. Yeah, she's going to run into a lawsuit. Yeah. <laughs> Her and <Same>. Luke Skywalker. <laughs> those, those names go into the dustbin of copyright infringement <laughs> in hip-hop. Luke Skywalker, Jean Grey, just right. a, a few more out there. <laughs> now, the one who did get a little bit of uh, run from it is Ghostface, a.k.a. Tony Stark who was calling himself that before the Iron Man franchise. And I think that's why they couldn't probably go after him for that. And plus, you know, let's face it, Ghostface might actually do harm to someone who came after him. <laughs> but in the, in the first, I believe it was the first Iron Man movie, when Tony started, he's either on a plane or something, they're actually playing Ghostface Killer in the, in the plane, like his video and his music. I see that. They're, they're, so they're in on the joke. Yeah, yeah, the joke. As for Gene Gray, Gene Greasy, uh, I see that on Twitter, she said, she sent out a tweet yesterday, don't blow your hands off today and try not to make any really bad drunk choices. Also, party to my two new albums. So if you go to oh, wow, she got a, a double album. Something. So if you go to janegray.bandcamp.com, uh, then you can get some more of what we just gave you a taste of right there. Well, she might want to do a Jean Grey featuring Jane Doe featuring Mahamadia album <laughs> and help everybody out <laughs> if she's doing doubles. <laughs> <laughs> Get a super group. <laughs> LSG. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Okay. Now this next song. Um let's say that you're the type of person who gathers your family together, husband, wife, kids, and you gather around the computer speakers like a fireside chat and you listen to the Get Off My Lawn podcast, well, usually we're not getting into anything too 
offensive. So, you know, even though iTunes requires us to put the explicit label on there, because there is occasional cursing, um, you know, this isn't anything vulgar. Well, until now, because the next song we're about to play is entitled Getting Some Head by <laughs> <laughs> Little Wayne. <laughs> Uh, wasn't there a two short song of the same uh, title? Yes, there was. And that sample is featured prominently in this song. Oh, wheezy. Shout out to Janine. Um, yeah. Wheezy F. Baby. <laughs> Biggest rapper in the world. I'm going to tell you right now. Don't hold me responsible or accountable or to blame for what's about to be played. And if you've got kids, you might want to do like Family Feud and send them off to a soundproof booth for the next <laughs> three minutes and 46 seconds. I'm disavowing this whole thing uh, preemptively. <laughs> I, this does not reflect my values those of my employer or my family. <laughs> yeah. We see a Lock is hot. Get, 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 Shout out to Leah Rose, Double XL Magazine. Cannon, Cannon. Put me up in the phone, man. Trent set up, Trent set up, Can't forget backstage. Shout the fat kid, Mother Gun Son. Mother Gun Primo, New York City. I give a bottle of water, bitch, break out sweating, and then she gets straight to their head like a fucking excedrin. I'm a fly-ass nigga, take a look at me, bitch. Now ho go and tell the cops I got a crook in my dick. Straight gutter, bitch, open like a hook in the fish. I got a lady from Paris who French kiss my shit, yeah. How you think I gotta tint my whip? Cause I be getting some head right in my shit. See, you love that woman, but that been my bitch. And if you kiss that woman, then you suck my dick. These hoes is nasty, y'all niggas is trippin'. I got a bitch with a mouth like that boy Kid Griffin. When I'm out in the streets, better believe I'm pippin'. And if you ever saw me with one of them Get video the videos, getting some head, getting getting some head. Stick my finger in her butt while I'm getting brain. Yeah, I'm nasty, bitch, what? 
Lil Wayne. I like the macked up lips and two tongue rain. I gotta say it, I'm the president, I run things. And all these hoes trying to save a nigga cum stains. Real talk, I get head on the airplane. Bitch be climbing all over that little chair thing. I pull her hair back, she holler yeah back. I like a bitch with some lips like a bed trap. Now mind going down, I take care of that. I have homie at home, like where she at? She with me in my badass ride, giving me a blowjob like a nine to five. She said she eat her vegetables, so she stay alive. So she slap on my knob like corn on the cob. Yo, it's the affiliates, nigga. Pay attention. I'm in a makeup theme for that. They be pumping the PP, be pumping them. Take out their ass, take out their chin, just go. You want me when it come to these? It's fast across the chin. What I'm saying to them, man, I don't pretend. Push one button, and it from ducking. Keep it going like the grill in the air. She's a freak, she wants ease in the. Yeah, show her keys in the sturdy, go to sure go. Yeah, she said hurt her though. Yeah, in the server go. Yeah, she be murdered though. Yeah. Give a vertigo, ball of G, ain't no apology. Wanna have a couple words, but apology. Been a senior sports car, but a smaller beat. Enzo's outside for y'all to see. Look at my chain, look at my ring. Rocks and watches, bracelet playing. Keeping it going to the break of day. Can't compare, so you just complain. Mad as a grabbing your. What? Get OJ, start slapping your. I'm AC, here's a cap for you. Put me on my tip, back and laugh at you. AC, gotta stay cool, man. Never let them see a sweat, that's the rule, man. Hit it till we do, man. Send it back to you, man. That's what we do, man. Oh, other than that, catch me getting some bread. You see my billboards, I be, I be. Uh, Yo, I was getting some, getting, getting some. I was getting some, getting, getting some. I was getting some, getting, getting some. I was just the kind of girl to make your toes pop. I was, I was, I was. That's what we got. And again, I have to apologize ahead of time. <laughs> but, or ahead of time, um, whatever. <laughs> that dude, it's, it's funny. It's, I have to believe he's serious. It would be a lot funnier if he was just being ironic and ridiculous but I think that's really the real dude I think that's beyond Little Wayne too uh, I don't think irony is a part of his thing yeah it's a what you I mean you know first of all like you said I disavowed that song in its entirety um and I don't and I don't hate Little Wayne I mean he's <laughs> even in that song he said some funny lines he says something about oh, he did. uh he, what did you What did you note? I, I didn't I, want to quote it. <laughs> he said, "She gets to the head like a fucking Excedrin." <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> um, that's that's clever. He had the other one. Is he said? Well, I didn't get this one. He said, "Bitch with a mouth like Ken Griffey." I don't know what that like, means. Like who? It sounded like he said Ken Griffey, and I know he Ken makes a Griffey. lot of sports references. That's true. So I have to go back. Maybe he didn't say that because that's a little weird. <laughs> oh, yeah, weird. I don't know if that's the word you're looking for. <laughs> although although he was in that picture kissing uh, <laughs> what's it, the baby. 
with that was uh they they took a weird angle on that picture to make it look like you know he, like he was kissing what's the dude what's the guy's name uh baby baby the producer <laughs> yeah. baby and the fact Wayne. that i'm the fact that i'm calling him baby <laughs> A grown, a grown man has referred to him as baby, and you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> baby. <laughs> and anyone who doesn't get the reference, just Google Little Wayne baby kiss. And, um, but as my my cousin once noted about Little Wayne, uh, quote. If I was zooted off cough syrup, I'd rhyme like that too. And And, uh, he said, I'd be getting head on the airplane. Bitch be climbing all over that little chair thing. (laughs) Well, little Wayne's listeners know exactly what he's talking about. Because uh, he's talking directly to them. And it's just... It's just clearly he's so high off God knows what. Yeah, and though he's smoking a lot of pot. He's doing a lot with codeine. That's got to take a real toll. <laughs> if you're drinking codeine every day, it's got to take a real toll on your brain. Little Wayne remains clever. She slob on my knob like corn on the cob. <laughs> <laughs> he sound like Damon Wayans on Colors. <laughs> Like it don't smoke. Like it don't smoke. <laughs> wow. So yeah. That, um... I mean, Little Wayne. His his popularity is inexplicable to me. Um, but then again, when I walk up and down the streets and some of the things I hear people saying, um, maybe his popularity shouldn't be such a mystery. It's not a mystery to me. I think Lil Wayne has tapped into the zeitgeist. (laughs) He represents a generation. (laughs) They're about as articulate as he is and about as concerned with your future as he is. (laughs) Young Thug and those guys, they look up to Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne's a role model. I mean, go 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 ask them what they're talking about. I guarantee you, they don't the critics and the laws and all that old shit. We having fun. We iced out. We having money. That's how we doing it. <laughs> right, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, young thugs take on the world. Right, everything. Um, leave that up to the critics yeah. and the laws. Compared, compared to uh, him, Little Wayne's like Chaucer. <laughs> where we are i mean come on little wayne he's got better songs than that too bad the ipad selected that when it's it's crass it's crude it's vulgar it's it's not worth hearing it's entertaining it's entertaining she climbed all over that little chair thing that's where it's at <laughs> that's where we are <laughs> he, he didn't he didn't even bother to think of the actual word or a synonym or something he just eh, the hell with it she she climbed all over that little chair thing yeah, yeah. i mean hey you know what he meant <laughs> i mean he's talking about the armrest 
I, I think he's talking about the armrest. He could have. There's a lot of words that rhyme with armrest. Climb <laughs> all over that little chair thing. He's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> what a jackass. Yeah, I mean, you know, compared to that, you'd be in the in the desert shouting, "My kingdom for beats rhymes in life." <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Can I get some baby fife? <laughs> Can I please hear baby fife's return? I need to hear something in English. <laughs> English, motherfucker. Do you speak it? Speak it. <laughs> One, three, okay. Well, you can bring your kids back in the room because, in true redemptive fashion, the iPod selected for the fifth song uh, a song called Hey Love by an artist, an MC named Mr. Akil. Now, if you've never heard of Mr. Akil, don't feel bad. Because initially, the only Akil in hip-hop I'm aware of is the guy in Jurassic 5. Wow. And so I thought, okay, maybe this is him. Turns out, it's not him. And... Mr. Akil seems to be one of those guys who popped up during the raucous heyday here and there on some compilations, released a couple of 12 inches, and was never heard from again. So, Can Raucous please come back? Yeah. <laughs> Fox News, please. Just break off a little cake and get, get Raucous restarted. Because wasn't it uh, Rupert Murdoch's kid. Yeah, now he's going to be running uh, the Fox Empire. It was announced recently, so there's a uh, fewer than six degrees of separation between, let's say, uh, the uh, you know, what are those guys <laughs> on the Rockets compilation? <laughs> Sean Hannity <laughs> and Faramunch. <laughs> Again, I couldn't really find much information other than I have, I mean, I have the album that I took this from. It's called The Beyond Real Experience, and I believe DJ Spinner produced most of the tracks. Um, if you recall from the last episode, DJ Spinner is a member of the Jig Masters, which was a really good song that we came across last week so this is Mr. Akil A-K-I-L for all those who want to go searching trying to dig up some more information um and here it is hey love put on your, put on your backpack I thought for sure the Lord was the love that was pure. 
Something had to be ignored Cause now we both looking for the front door like main source I guess we couldn't endure The emotion of pain's pressure A true tester We forced an echo for the better But anything but put together Could never be severed It's meant it will be forever We won't have to remember What we treasured beyond cheddar I wish you success in your endeavors Accomplish all your goals I just wanted you to know Sometimes the love is to know when to let someone go So you both can Cause relationships can set sail through troubled waters Positive or a certain side of Megamora Today's pleasure could be tomorrow's sorrow Your relationship can set sail through troubled waters Your relationship can set sail through troubled waters Positive or a certain side of Megamora Today's pleasure could be tomorrow's sorrow Your relationship can set sail through troubled waters Call me on mistakes, I know I made a few We both played a game or two Playing by a different set of rules Cause we both choose not to lose You gotta acknowledge the truth And don't assume at least a rude attitude You lost your gratitude Built a wall around yourself I couldn't get through And it's natural to defend yourself when you have to But you didn't have to Cause I wouldn't ask you to forget But you gotta forget what I did Fuck the false pretenses Don't take it out on the kid You got his whole life to live And you gon' miss out Don't act foolish and listen to your friends Only you can feel the pain within Just be responsible and keep the bull out of his relationships Cause that's it through trouble orders Positive or a certain side of Megamora Today's pleasure could be tomorrow's sorrow Your relationship could set sail through troubled waters Your relationship could set sail through troubled waters Positive or a certain side of Megamora Today's pleasure could be tomorrow's sorrow Your relationship could set sail through troubled waters Why you waiting to exhale? I'm already breathing, dealing with self-completion peaking We still ain't speaking I guess you got your reasons for being You got a son, you need to see him Thinking I'm the one you're beating When it's yourself, you're cheating And your son, you're mistreating But I ain't pleading For you to keep a baby boy So eating what I feed it and achieving So enjoy your freedom That's probably what you're needing Steven told me you seen him at the beginning Maybe we'll have a chance meeting And get some completion And get the answers that we're seeking But for now, we disassociate Dissolve delusions That can cause confusion in the union Peace is the absence of confusion, so I say peace to you and keep doing what you do. Relationships can set sail through troubled waters. Positive or a certain side of Megamora. Today's pleasure could be tomorrow's sorrow. Your relationship can set sail through troubled waters. Your relationship can set sail through troubled waters. Positive or a certain side of Megamora. Today's pleasure could be tomorrow's sorrow. Your relationship can set sail through troubled waters. Your relationship can set sail through troubled waters. Positive or a certain side of Megamora. Today's pleasure could be tomorrow's sorrow. Your relationship could set sail through troubled waters. Your relationship could set sail through troubled waters. I like the beat more than I like the his rhymes or his life. He's talking a little bit too much about I I, I don't know I, I 
I wasn't feeling the lyrics. Yeah, I mean, it's it's almost the opposite of what you get with that Roscoe, California. Actually, it's not an opposite. What they're talking about <laughs> couldn't be more opposite, but the same <laughs> idea <clears throat> that you just sort of zone out to the beat and the lyrics are secondary. Yeah, I don't know about relationship rap. The jury's out on that. Passing me by. Okay, I'll give you that. All right, you you got me. I mean, there's a lot of those, but it's just that wasn't... Put it like this. When the beat is that good, it's easy to get overwhelmed if your lyrics aren't up to par. So... So better to be repetitive and let the beat flow. I mean, it, not bad. It may have been, maybe those that those lyrics would have been okay on a lesser beat, but on that beat, it's kind of wasted. Yeah, it was a bit. Hmm. Following a theme, kind of like beats runs in life. <laughs> so, as we near the end of the show we have one last segment last week as we got toward the end of the show uh, I gave Dre the choice and we could either do a thing we do where we compare songs that are whatever hip hop song is at the top of the billboard charts currently versus a hip-hop song that was at the top of the Billboard charts back during the golden era and I told him we could do that or we could do the you big dummy segment where we pull out a song and sort of pick apart just the pure unadulterated ignorance exactly. <laughs> contained therein so because we had a pretty good show the last last week or the last episode due to the iPod selection of some pretty pretty good music he said hey no reason to end it on a bad note so we skipped you big dummy and we did the comparison the comparison was between this Wiz Khalifa song that's apparently a monster hit and Arrested Developments, Tennessee. Well, this this time, the choice is easier because in looking at the Billboard charts, that Wiz Khalifa song is still like the top song across several different digital categories. The one where they're singing and playing the piano from a few... Oh, man. Yeah. It's, 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 it's just a beast. Um, <laughs> the world can't get enough of it. It's a, it might be like that Coolio, that Gangster's Paradise. That was <laughs> it was on top of the charts for like three years. <laughs> so, there's no reason to subject ourselves to that piano playing. Heavens, no. So, we are going in the direction of you, B. 
big dummy. And this week, the You Big Dummy selection comes from, and this might even be controversial in some quarters, but the You Big Dummy song comes from Tupac Shakur. Oh, uh, we're going after Pac? Going after Pac with guns blazing like blood <laughs> on the Las Vegas Strip. Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Allegedly. So, yeah, right. So we're going to have a little intro, and then we'll get into the song. Tired of getting shot at, tired of getting chased by the police and arrested. Niggas need a spot where we can kick it, a spot where we belong that's just for us. Niggas ain't got to get all dressed up and be Hollywood. You know what I mean? Where do niggas go when we die? Ain't no heaven for a thug, nigga. That's why we go to Thug Mansion. That's the only place where thugs get in free and you got to be G. <laughs> at Thug Mansion. A place to spend my quiet nights Time to unwind So much pressure in this life of mine I cried times I once contemplated suicide And would have tried But when I held that night All I could see was my mama's eyes No one knows my struggle They only see the trouble Not knowing it's hard to carry on When no one loves you Picture me inside the misery of poverty No man alive has ever witnessed struggles I survived Praying hard for better days Promise to hold on Me and my dogs ain't have a choice But to roll on We found a finally spot to kick it Where we could drink liquor and know what bickers over trick shit A spot where we can smoke in peace And even though we G's we still visualize places That we can roll in peace And in my mind's eye I see this place The players going past I got a spot for us all So we can ball at the match They tell me home is where the heart is, dear departed. I said tattoo tears and couldn't sleep good for multiple years. Witness peers, cats, gunshots, nobody cares. Seen the politicians' banners, they'd rather see us locked in chains. Please explain why they can't stand us. Is there a way for me to change? Or am I just a victim of things I did to maintain? I need a place to rest my head with a little bit of homeboys that remain. Cause all the rest there. Right behind you, show me and I'll go. How can I be peaceful? I'm coming from the bottom, watch my daddy scream peace while the other man shot him. I need a house that's full of love when I need to escape the deadly places slaying drugs and thugs, man. I'm 
I'm in heaven and they ain't got hoods. Seen a show with Marvin Gaye last night. It had me shook, dripping peppermint snots with Jackie Wilson and Sam Cooke. Then some lady named Billie Holiday sang, sitting there kicking it with Malcolm to the day came. Tasha show grown, tell the lady in the liquor store that she's forgiven. So come home, maybe in time you understand. Only God can save us when Miles Davis cutting loose with the band. Just think all the people that you knew in the past that passed on. They in heaven found peace that lasts. Picture a place that they exist together. There has to be a place better than this in heaven. So right before I sleep, dear God, what a mask. Remember this face, save me a place. Paradise is a house full of thugs. <laughs> Which, again, well, not again. That might be his idea of paradise, though. That's fine. The reason I feel that is nominated for a You Big Dummy Award is because let's just look at his premise. Okay. We're a bunch of, quote, thug niggas. End quote. <laughs> Meaning you were on purpose. <laughs> yeah. And, and deliberately. And let's see what in Tupac's mind a thug you were you may have shot some people. You definitely beat some people down. Oh yeah. You were probably engaged in multiple illicit activities. You're certainly involved in the dope game. And despite all this, he thinks that that warrants him a place in heaven. <laughs> to, to continue engaging in illicit activities for all eternity. <laughs> <laughs> There's another place for that, I think. <laughs> it's hot. Where he also noted that he plans to go to heaven and smoke weed. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> and then in the chorus, I like how they called it a quote, an iced out paradise in the sky. <laughs> well, you know, the Bible talks about streets paved with goals. Why not diamonds? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then the real big dummy part all that aside is what in the hell are Jackie Wilson Marvin Gaye Sam Cooke Billie Holiday Miles Davis <laughs> and Malcolm X El Shabbat what are they doing in the thugs mansion, you know, I guess, I guess Billy Holiday was a thug. 
she was she was iced out. <laughs> now she was she was doing drugs. Okay, I mean, so there's that part. It's all ladies and just like everybody else. And maybe he meant Detroit Red, but As, let's say he meant Detroit Red. He didn't mean he didn't mean the Malcolm who was shot. Malcolm was shot, loved everybody, and he wasn't a thug. Maybe Tupac didn't know that, which is why he's... Uh, Jackie, with Jackie Wilson? Jackie Wilson, yeah. Sam Cooke? Sam Cooke, I think, was shot to death. Sam Cooke, there was that, some that, suspicion. Or is that somebody else? Sam Cooke was... Yeah, he had some... Like, he was he was naked and cheating on somebody with somebody's wife and got shot. I don't know. Oh, 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 oh. Actually, I guess... <laughs> <laughs> prank caller, prank caller. There's a man's reputation at stake here. Well, we... I want to get the facts straight before I put that out there. Yeah. See, I was thinking that same thing. Now I've got to look that up before I. Uh, I mean, he did die under for... some um, mysterious circumstances. Um, I believe it was like in a motel. <laughs> So yeah. No, it was. If by suspicious circumstances you mean weird, then yeah, it was weird because. Let me see. Sam Cooke died at the age of 33 on December 11th, 1964, at the Hacienda Motel on Figueroa. <laughs> what in LA? In Los Angeles, California. <laughs> answering, if you died at a motel on Figueroa, that's already not good. Answering separate reports of a shooting and a kidnapping at the motel, police found Cook's body clad only in a sports jacket and shoes, but no shirt, pants, or underwear. Jeez. He had sustained a gunshot wound to the chest which was later determined to have pierced his heart. The motel's manager said she had shot Cook in self-defense after he broke into her office residence and attacked her. Oh my. Her account was immediately questioned and disputed by friends and acquaintances, but she wasn't there. Um, oh well, well, uh... <laughs> So maybe, maybe he should have been in Thug Mansion. <laughs> okay, Sam but, Cook. but okay, Sam Cook, the Jackie Wilson. I mean, I don't know. It seems like he's just throwing people in there, and, and I think Tupac had a habit of doing that. Uh, I mean, another song comes to mind where he or someone like him. Threw in a bunch of names uh, out there that didn't really belong in the Tupac, you know, pantheon. Yeah. He tends to associate himself with people like that who really have nothing in common with him. I mean, it's kind of like uh, Kanye comparing himself to Steve Jobs and Michael Jackson. <laughs> but, okay. Okay, so Sam Cooke, very suspicious, may have been in the process of raping a woman while he, when he was murdered. 
may or may not have been. That's correct. <laughs> uh, uh, what? Billy Holiday, drugs. Miles Davis, drugs. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting to build Tupac's case for him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Who else? Jackie um, Wilson. Jackie I think he had Wilson. a heart attack or something. Yeah, I don't think he... I think he was just uh, an entertaining gentleman. Yeah, he, he collapsed on stage from a heart attack. Um, so, Jackie Wilson doesn't belong. Marvin Gaye doesn't belong. Well... What did Marvin Gaye ever do? Drugs. <laughs> Copious amounts of them that um, at least in some way contributed to his death. Um, as I understand it, uh, his father, you know, who, who lives in it, or, or no longer lives, but certainly lived in infamy after he shot his son to death, had all along claimed self-defense that Marvin was in one of his uh, trademark drug-fueled rages, um, and that was a factor in his, uh, I think he claimed self-defense. So I mean, I love Marvin Gaye, and I'll always listen to Marvin Gaye. But he he had he had his issues outside the studio. Hmm. Come on, who else we got? Probably was the pop throw in there. <laughs> wow. Uh, let's hang on. I'm checking on the Marvin Gaye deal. Uh, an argument about it. Insurance policy, blah 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 blah. Um, this doesn't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> what does it say? It's. I mean, there's a whole Wikipedia entry about the death of Marvin Gaye. Oh wow! So, okay. I'm. I'm trying. Not to uh, read through the whole thing, but I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I think I'm on the same page. And uh, let's put it this way: the autopsy showed elements of cocaine and PCP in his system. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so maybe Marvin Gaye. (laughs) Maybe Thug Mansion is a rehab facility. (laughs) And then. Malcolm X. Where, where, you're, where you're allowed to smoke weed. Because <laughs> that's the least of your problems if yeah. you're in Thug Mansion. And Malcolm X, who, you know, the pre-Malcolm X, uh, you know, was shady. So, okay. Then, <laughs> let it so be decreed that Thug Mansion, uh, may have to be removed from the you big dummy list well i don't think so i mean okay so let's say that all these people have problems in their personal (laughs) lives you know i guess everyone does to some extent um i don't think celebrating it in the afterlife (laughs) is something that we need to to be promoting um i'm hoping that if there's an afterlife all these people tupac included found some sort of redemption outside a thug or drug lifestyle. So let's still keep this one on the thumbs down list. Hmm. I don't want to go to heaven and see uh, a thug. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see my grandparents. (laughs) (laughs) I 
I don't want to have to go to the Crenshaw and Slauson of heaven. <laughs> I don't want to have to go to the swap meet for my robe and wings. <laughs> you got a point. All right, so this thug mansion is going to remain on the you big dummy list. However, it is not ignorant enough to take the title from our current reigning and defending champ, uh, Mr. I got love for the cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Tupac Jr. <laughs> will be citing this guy in, in, on Thug Mansion Part 2 and sending him to, to Thug Mansion. Right. <laughs> Since he's so in love with the Coco. <laughs> OT Genesis. In love with the Coco. So Coco remains the You Big Dummy defending, reigning, undisputed, uncontested <laughs> champion. If you didn't hear our take on OT Genesis and the Coco, you gotta go back to episode number one and you'll if you can if you can take it, you can hear it. But it's uh, one of those things. Hope I never stumble across that song again. That was pretty horrible. And hey, it is what it is. That's what the kids and the people want to hear, apparently. But we don't tolerate that here. Get off my lawn podcast. So I think all in all, as we hit our typical two-hour plus mark um you know some good selections some interesting debates tupac maybe kind of got a little bit of a pass but <laughs> got not, not, not entirely yeah he lost points for his overall fame but his his specifics his facts and eh, you know mm. yeah, a little more accuracy than we thought originally yeah but nevertheless so we had a little wheezy, a little Gene Greasy, a little bit of everything, a little complaining. So, a little tribe. Yeah. yeah a, a, little, lot of tribe. a lot of tribe. So I think it's going to, through these first three episodes, the the native tongues have taken quite the beating. First day law. <laughs> You're messing up my childhood here. Come on. <laughs> watch, watch your ass, Jungle Brothers. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't want to see the Jungle Brothers kick-starting a whack album. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, we will head off, do our parental adult business, and we'll check you out in the next episode. Stay off our lawn. Peace. All right, everybody, that is our show. Here it is, your moment of zen. To the people who thought I was gonna flop, y'all a part of the reason I ain't gonna stop. Against the odds, I went hard until I popped, came from the bottom, and now I'm standing on top. I had dreams, and now they all coming true. Put the team in them things, we got the few. Make a scene whenever I be coming through. If you hated, just know I'm shitting on you. Do-dee-do-dee-do-do. Do-do.
do dee do dee do 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 dee do dee do 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 you a hater just know I'm shitting on you this right here Peace! 5,000 G!